Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 66, Measuring. So I learned my lesson the hard way and that I should have done this lesson in my classroom before I did Perimeter, which is episode 65. Um, but it's been working out okay, and we've been measuring things to the nearest inch. Okay, so I start off with a little rally robin action where we pair up with somebody and rally robin is a Kagan exercise, a structure where you go, I say something, you say something, I say something, you say something. So it gets everybody talking. It gets the kids who talk a lot to have to listen and it gets the kids that don't speak up as much to get a chance to speak. So we rally robin everything that we can measure with a tape measure. And I use a tape measure because most kids, regardless of age, have seen one around the house They've seen one in the garage, in the basement. We talk about, think about being in the garage. Think about being in the basement. Think about being different places you could measure stuff. And they rally robin all kinds of different things. Some of my favorite are a poster. I think the kids who are facing the wall see the posters and they're like, hey, we can measure the poster. Great. Uh, A lot of kids say their height. A lot of kids say their shoe. And my personal favorite is we talk about a fish because a lot of kids in the Upper Peninsula have been fishing or at least they've seen fish and they know that we measure fish to see if we can keep them and eat them and not. For instance, in Michigan, in the UP, can't speak for downstate, but I think it's probably true. If you catch a walleye, it must be 15 inches in order to keep it. So that's what we talk about. And then we get into a brief discussion about feet and inches because a lot of people know that the tape measure measures in feet and inches. And we talk about how 12 inches equal one foot. So that's kind of the intro and how we start talking about measuring things to the nearest inch. Then I put a ruler up on the board and I do this with pre-K through fourth grade. I'll talk a little bit later about how I deal with the pre-K, but I put a ruler up on the board and on this ruler, I I just put it in Google Slides and I put a box in between the four and a half and the five and a half so that we can see that anything in that box is going to equal about five inches. And this has been really interesting because the younger kids get it better. I have a stick, I put it up there, it's a little bit past the five, And we say, well, that's closer to five. Now, I think the reason is kindergarten, first grade, and second grade, uh, I'm not going to touch on pre-K. They struggle a lot with this. But the kindergarten, first grade, and second grade, they do awesome with it. And I think it's a visual thing for them. They see the stick. It's obviously closer to the five, so it's five. And then I move the stick up and down the line in front of and behind the actual number to see if they will round properly and the younger kids do it great. And I, like I said, I think it's just a visual thing where they see it. Oh, it's closer to the two. It must be two. It's closer to the seven. It must be seven. And they don't really think about it. Now, when I get to the third and the fourth grade, they have rounded before. They know how to round. And I, for some reason, they really, really struggle, especially when I go past the number. So if I go just past the seven, but I'm not to the seven and a half mark yet, they want to say eight. And that's just a really interesting phenomenon There's a big word, probably the biggest word used on the STEM teacher podcast. And they overthink it. They know how to round, but they, when asked to do it, they just, they struggle, which is kind of interesting. And I'm glad we pointed that out while we're on the board, because then when we go to the lines, it's something that I know to look for. And I'll talk about the lines here in just one second.
So after we measured the stick and we know that we're measuring to the nearest inch, we got to have a little fun with it. So I have the kids up at the front and I ask for a couple of volunteers. I usually ask for the shortest kid in the class. And I bring them up there and I use my magic wand, which is a yardstick. I use my magic wand and I bippity boppity boop them into either a butterfly or a bat or a bird, depending on if we're getting it, I'll only do two. But if we're not getting it, I'll do three or four. And we measure the butterfly, the bat, or the bird's wingspan. So I have them spread their arms out. We talk a lot about the edge on the edge. You got to put the edge of whatever you're measuring on the edge of the ruler. Now, for those of you that are going to say the zero mark isn't always at the end of the ruler, I know. I show that with the fourth graders, usually towards the end, kind of blows their mind just as they're leaving class. But for the younger kids, we say end on the end. End on the end. We're going to the nearest inch. That 16th of an inch isn't going to make a difference for what we're doing. But I do understand that. So we measure the wingspan of our bats, our butterflies, and our birds. And we measure it to the nearest inch. And with the last one I do, whether that's the second one or the third or fourth one, I take them and I make sure that their hand is away from the edge. And I go to measure them. And I start talking about, oh, look, they're out past the nine. They're on the... You know, and immediately I get stopped. It has not failed. Every single class, even down to kindergarten, I have been stopped. Mr. Van Dusen, Mr. Van Dusen, the edge isn't on the edge. And they they see that because I, you know, try to make it obvious. But they see that the edge needs to be on the edge. So that I've got them down to where they're measuring the edge on the edge and then going to the nearest inch with rounding. So after we do the wingspan, it's time to set them up for success. I mentioned lines earlier, and this is where we get to it. I put them in pairs, and they go, it's their shoulder partner, and they go to their desk with a ruler and a paper that has eight different lines on it. And I'll talk about pre-K and kindergarten earlier. They do something a little different. But with those eight lines, they need to use the ruler, and they get to each measure four and each write four. And they measure it to the nearest inch. And as I mentioned before, I know to look for with those third and fourth graders those lines that are a little over the actual inch, I got to make sure that they're rounding down and not rounding up. So we measure the eight different lines and that usually takes them about three minutes and then I have them come right back to the board because then we get to do the fun part of this project which is measuring stuff. So I bring them up to the board and show them the stuff we're going to measure. And then they go back to their tables and they work with their face partner. And we measure all different kinds of things. So the first thing we measure is the width of our desk. Now, this has been a huge piece of controversy within my classroom because my classroom has tables. And my students are very quick to point out that we have tables, not desks. So there's that. Then, which is the width? Which is the width? I have some kids measuring the long way as the width. Some kids measuring the short way as the width. Nobody's measured the depth yet. But when they come to me and say, which one is the width? I say, you pick one, but defend your answer. And then when they pick one, I say, why is that the width? And then they have to come up with an answer. Some kids don't have any answer at all. Some kids say, well, this is the width because this is the length. And they figure it out. But we measure the width of our desk. We measure the height of our seat. We measure a floor tile from corner to corner going diagonal across. We measure the blue line on the floor. This has been another controversial point in my room. In my room, I have a blue line that makes a rectangle in my room. The corners have yellow blocks because we're maize and blue. But that uh, blue line is one tile wide. So I asked them to measure the width of the blue line. I would say probably 50% of the groups begin to measure the width of the rectangle 
the blue line makes. So after we started pointing that out in the beginning, I still have probably 25% of the groups go to measure the width of the rectangle. And then we have to talk about, look at the words, what does it actually say? So that's been another controversial measurement in my room. Uh, we measure, I have some red bricks in my room. We measure them to the closest inch. We measure our shoes. We measure a hole in our desk. My All my desks or tables, depending on what camp you're in, uh, are old computer tables. So there's a hole in the back for cords. And the kids always are messing with these holes. I can't even, they drive me crazy. But I'm asking them to measure them. Then I have them spread out their hand as wide as they can. And they measure from the tip of their thumb to their tip of their pinky. We measure from our elbow to our wrist and from our knee to the floor. So those are the 10 things we measure. And then there's four blank spots where they can measure anything they want in the room. I have them measuring doors, windows, my whiteboard, cabinets, closets, and they're going great with it. And the, the progression of measuring the line, then measuring the stuff, then measuring what you want, they've really, you can really see their mind grow from how do I measure with this 12 inch ruler, something that's huge. So we start with the line and then we move on from there. And I'm going to give you a little pro tip on how to measure with a 12 inch ruler here in just one second. Before I give you that pro tip with measuring on a 12 inch ruler, I want to tell you about how I work with the younger kids, the pre-K and the kindergarten kids. We have a ton of fun, but we move a lot. So we go through that first part I was talking about where we show the, the ruler and we talk about the nearest inch. And then I have four stations set up where they have to move. So I split them into four groups, usually two boy groups, two girl groups. And I have four different stations. So the first station, and they're in pairs, is they go to the board and they measure their wingspan. So everybody gets a chance to measure their wingspan. That's something we do on the board. It's something we model. So they can go up there, edge on the edge, and do that pretty easily. Then I have a move to a different spot in the room, and we uh, lay down on the floor, and we act as we're standing on that blue line. Remember that blue line I was talking about? So we act like we're standing on the blue line, only we're laying down, and we measure how many blocks we are tall. After we do that, we move to the red bricks. The red bricks just happen to be about four inches tall before the mortar. And then they stand up there and they measure the height on the red bricks. And then between those two groups, while they're measuring, I say, why are they different? Why are you four bricks here and 10 bricks here? And they usually come up with, well, these bricks are smaller. So that makes sense. And then I have them move to a different part of the floor and they measure their wingspan with the blocks. Now the the ruler I put on the board and the blocks I have on the floor, they're pretty close to the same length. So there's not a lot of difference. So that lets me concentrate over on the height station and figure out why we're different heights between the bricks and the blocks. But we do that and then I bring them back to the floor and we work really, really hard on how to measure a line. And I measure three lines with them and then I put them at their desks. And this time they're working all by themselves with a ruler. We talk about edge on the edge. We do the first one uh, together. And usually they figure it out. I've had some kids that really, really good and some just don't. Um, most of the EK kids, I'd say probably 50, 60% can measure it. And then almost all of the kindergartners measure it. So that's how I deal with the younger kids and measuring. We're still measuring stuff. We're just doing it in a lot more fun way with moving around. And we also, we, we do exact lines. We're not doing the... Uh, rounding at all. I'd probably really make them crazy. So if you're still listening to this podcast, I promised earlier I would give you a pro tip for measuring with a 12-inch ruler. Here it is. Only go 10 inches at a time. 
If you are measuring something long, such as my whiteboard, I put a line on my whiteboard and this is how I show them. I hold the ruler up and it goes to 12. Well, I can put my finger at 12 and then move it over. There's 24, move it over, 36, 48. And that's hard to add. It's a lot easier to add by 10. So what I do is I lay the ruler on the line and I put my finger at 10. And then I slide it over and I put my finger on 10 again. That's 20. And then I move it over again. That's 30. It's a lot easier to count by 10. So there's a pro tip if you're measuring something longer than 12 inches with a 12 inch ruler, only use 10 inches of it. Now that will cover it for the STEM teacher podcast episode 66, but hang on. There is a bonus section. First, I'm going to cover what we covered with measuring. We talked about how I should have done this before we did perimeter, but I didn't. It works out. We talked about rally Robin, all the things we could measure with a tape measure, shoes, posters, height, fish. We talked about uh, measuring with a ruler on the board and going to the nearest inch and how the younger kids did a much better job. And I think it's just a visual thing for them where the older kids who already know how to round actually struggled with the rounding. And we talked about turning kids into butterflies, bats, and birds and measuring their wingspan on the board. We talked about how we go back to our tables and we measure those eight lines just to get our rulers warmed up. And then we talked about how we went and measured stuff. We measured our desks, our seats. We measured the floor. We measured bricks, shoes, uh, thumbs to pinkies, elbows to wrists, and all those different things. And then I talked about how we measure with younger kids and how we actually use the blocks on the floor and the bricks on the wall to help them measure. I gave you a pro tip that if you're measuring with a 12-inch ruler, only use 10 inches of it. And one last thing that I forgot to mention that I'll mention now is if your child is interested in measuring, you can go to the hardware store and for generally under 8 or $10, you can get them their very own tape measure. I did that with my son. He has a ball just measuring everything in the house. So that's just uh, something fun. Now, if you stick around, there is a bonus section of episode 66 of the STEM Teacher Podcast. So hang on tight. If you're still listening, welcome to the bonus section of episode 66 of the STEM Teacher Podcast. This is a McCall preview. This is a 43rd meeting of the Michigan Association for Computer Users and Learning. It's called Cultivating Curiosity, and it's a massive professional development opportunity for teachers across Michigan who use computers and learning, which I think is everybody now. But it's down in Detroit. It's a Wednesday. We're leaving tomorrow on Wednesday, but it's uh, they have Wednesday sessions all day Thursday, all day Friday. I'm actually presenting on podcasting, which I'm very excited about. I learned about podcasting at McCall 18 down in Grand Rapids from Larry Baker. Shout out. Thank you, Larry. And now I am presenting on podcasting at McCall 19. So I'm very, very excited about that. But there's all different kinds of sessions. There's a huge vendor section. There's a huge makerspace section where you can see all these things, try them out. I know we see great things in teacher magazines and it's like, man, is that really what it what it's supposed to be. You go to these vendors, you go to these maker spaces and you get to see them, put your hands on them and see if it's something you'd actually like to buy before you buy it. It's awesome. So I'm just going to touch on two keynote speakers that are going to be at McCall 19. The first one is Stephen Ritz. He is from South Bronx. Uh, he is the founder of the Green Bronx Machine. He's an educator and he's author of the book, Power of the Plant. He, uh, he is known for his work in New York City in making over 100 gardens at Kids Work. And uh, 40, I have written down here, he is, 
He has helped students to grow over 40,000 pounds of vegetables that they can eat. So the second keynote speaker is Jerry Brooks. He's an elementary school principal down in Lexington, Kentucky, and a YouTube sensation. He is passionate about helping teachers and administrators, and he does that mainly through funny videos that are focused on real-world educational issues. So if you'd like to follow Stephen Ritz, founder of the Green Bronx Machine, it's on Twitter at Stephen Ritz, all one word. I'll put it in the show notes. And if you'd like to follow Jerry Brooks on Twitter, it's at Jerry Brooks Sprin. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll also put Jerry Brooks's YouTube channel in the show notes. And that will do it for episode 66 of the STEM Teacher Podcast to include bonus material. McCall preview. Next Tuesday, when this podcast comes out, it will probably be a podcast on McCall 19. So I'm doing a pot, I'm doing a presentation on podcasting. It'll probably be maybe partially on my presentation. We'll see how it goes. Maybe lesson learns from presenting. It might be on other sessions I've went to. I don't really know. But my sub is set up with a project that we have kind of done before. I just tweaked it a little bit to make it a little more fun for the kids and easier on my sub. And so you will not get a podcast next week about my classroom. It will be on McCall, which I'm very excited for. Five of us in a Yukon on a 500-mile drive. What could be more fun? That's it for the STEM Teacher Podcast. This is John Van Dusen asking you to keep an open mind. Try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast, hosted by John Van Dusen, available on your favorite podcasting app. You can also see more on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD, on Instagram at Mr. Underscore JVDUSEN, or email John at stemteacherpodcast at gmail.com.